0: When we pulled into the parking lot, we hoped there were more empty seats than empty parking spaces. The parking lot was packed. I'm sure the reception hall would be, too. Let's hope they catered enough for everybody. I walked toward the door and smiled at a few familiar faces. The greeters offered to take our coats so they weren't in the way, or dragging the floor off the back of our chairs. Hospitality here was first class. Although the orchestra played softly, we could still hear the din of plates and pans on the other side of the closed but off-swinging kitchen door. We couldn't quite smell dinner cooking, but maybe I was coming down with a cold. It was wintertime. As the ushers ushered us to our seats, I looked around to see the hall was packed with people, just like the parking lot was packed with cars. We hadn't eaten for a few hours because I told our family to save your appetite. We're going to eat good tonight. And we knew we would. Our hosts were abundantly gracious and abundantly wealthy. This may be one of the best meals we would enjoy in some time. As the servers came by to pour more water, tea, and coffee, I munched on the soft mints professionally presented just atop the centerpiece. And that did not salve my hunger, it just made me hungrier. Soon we could hear the commotion coming from the kitchen. A few apron servers rushed out the doors toward the parking lot, but they came back inside shaking their heads. They appeared to be looking for something or someone, but they didn't find what or whom they were looking for. Then two chefs, complete with chef's hats and black and white pinstriped aprons, came out of the kitchen into the reception area with worried looks on their faces. They tried to be discreet, but it was obvious they were counting the guests. What was happening here? Did they not plan for this many guests? I had never been in a setting before with so much pomp and circumstance, yet apparently so little preparation. We had hosted events before, and I know the stress, but they were never on this scale. The worry on their faces and in their body language was clear. One of the servers hurried to the man with a microphone and whispered something to him. The kitchen staff all reassembled back in the kitchen, and as the kitchen door finally swung closed, the master of ceremonies announced calmly, Dinner is served. The chef emerged again from the kitchen carrying a stainless serving platter. He placed it carefully on the food table, lifted the dome, and everybody gasped. There was one lone Lunchable on the serving platter. The master of ceremonies swallowed hard and softly spoke. Enjoy. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to Five Lows for 5,000 people on Simplify. Over 5,000 men gathered on the mountainside to hear what Jesus would say and see what he would do. Women, wives, sisters, mothers, daughters, and children, all came for Jesus' words and his wonder, which swelled the crowd count to somewhere around 15,000 people. And they listened as he taught. The crowd was hungry for the word of God, and because they'd been there so long, they were also hungry for dinner. But the disciples saw that as their problem, not Jesus' problem. This is a you problem. Not enough problem. If the crowd wants to eat, then chop, chop, run home and eat. But Jesus saw this opportunity to test his followers' faith and raise the crowd's faith. So Jesus turned to his number cruncher follower, Philip, and asked him, Hey, Phil, where are we going to buy bread for all these people to eat? Jesus held back a wry smile because he knew what he was about to do. He was about to multiply a lunchable to feed a city, but Philip didn't know. Philip just worked the math in his mind and gave Jesus a very bottom, bottom line number. Oh, Lord, oh, oh, wow. Even if we had 200 penny worth of bread, I mean, that's eight months worth of paychecks to buy bread. We still wouldn't have enough bread to feed these people. I mean, they could just take a little bit. And we were still, I, I don't know how, where, where I'm counting thousands of people, Jesus, thousands. I didn't invite them. Did you invite them? I didn't invite them. Did you maybe, who, who invited them? I want to talk to whoever's in charge of the guest list. I want them here right now. We have, we have something to discuss. I love Philip. Philip's great. We can give everybody a crust of bread and we still won't fill anybody up. And while Philip worried, Jesus grinned. And Andrew piped up, uh, I got a lad here who's got five barley loaves and two small fishes. Then in John chapter 6, John recorded faith-filled Andrew's faithless moment. But what is five barley loaves and two small fishes among so many people? Even Andrew couldn't make the math work in his mind. But take your focus off Philip, take your focus off Andrew, look back at Jesus. He's not worried. Concerned? Sure. Sure cares? You bet. Worried? Not even a little. The disciples had been following Jesus for the last eight months. They didn't have 200 penny worth. They didn't have eight months worth of paychecks. They didn't even have eight pay stubs. But they did have a little bit of lunch, five barley loaves, two small fish. And a couple of the other disciples must have sighed. Barley loaves? Really? That's for the poorest of the poor. You got any Pillsbury Crescent Rolls in there? No? All right, well, Let's see what Jesus can do with this. He's a dynamic teacher and wonder worker, but (laughs) he's no chef. We'll see. They had a bag full of bread and a bakery full of doubt. Everybody was seated on the ground, grouped into hundreds and fifties. As the disciples kept counting, they realized the number of this great multitude was even greater than they originally thought. Jesus held up the five barley loaves and two small fishes, lifted his eyes to heaven, and he gave thanks, not for what he wished he had, but for what he did have. And then Jesus broke the bread, he gave the lunch to the disciples, and he told them to feed the crowd. Jesus broke the bread while the disciples served it, and we can hear their thoughts between the print on the page. <laughs> this isn't going to last. The first disciple may have served his family fish sandwiches with a side of advice. Hey, you guys are going to have to share this and chew slowly. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw some other disciples serving other groups, and he wondered, where would they get more bread? Then he walked back to Jesus with an empty plate and a full smile. Jesus handed him more loaves and more fish. He served another family fish sandwiches with a side of a little better advice. You guys, you take some bigger bites. We must have found some more bread. And pretty soon the crowd could hear Jesus' followers turned waiters laugh and say, Bon appetit, everybody. We've got plenty. And after a long time of going group to group, they circled around to the groups they had already served and everybody was full. They just shook their heads and held their stomachs when the bread and fish baskets came by. Nobody wanted any more. Before that day was done, Jesus had fed thousands of people, including teenagers, with a poor boy's poor bread and two small fish, and the disciples carried home 12 take-home boxes. And this miracle all started when Andrew looked around to see what he could offer Jesus. But it would not have happened, the way Scripture records, if the little lad was not willing to give his little lunch to Jesus. And the multitude may not have enjoyed Jesus' wonder bread if the disciples were not willing to serve the multitude. God could have opened the heavens and poured down manna for this multitude like he did for the multitude in the wilderness, but he chose to invite people to the process. I'm so glad he invites us to be a part. God can heal everybody of every sickness with just his word, but we should be thankful he chooses to use our prayers to make a difference. Let's be available this week to God to use our prayers, to use our faith, to use our fervor, our compassion to minister to people. Maybe God just gave you a raise or a bonus, not just so you could buy bigger, nicer, newer, but so you could help support a missionary who feels called of God to share the gospel with people who have not yet heard the gospel. God could rain down money, but He uses people's offerings and generosity to meet the needs of His people, just as God used Andrew, the lad of the disciples. He uses us. And the rumors were true. The people who came to the mountain, they saw it with their own eyes. They heard it with their own ears. They even tasted that this man Jesus really does work wonders. Everybody in that mountainside multitude who witnessed what just happened realized Jesus was not just a man. He was a miracle worker. He might even be a prophet. He might, maybe, just maybe, even be the Messiah. Would you join me in praying for God to help us to be available, to do whatever He would like us to do so we could do what we can, He will do what we cannot, and God will get the glory. Lord, thank you for every wonder, every miracle you've ever worked, especially thank you for the miracles you have involved us in. You have used our prayers. You have used our resources to minister to your people. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you today You would help every one of us to be available to you, whatever you want. If you want our resources, God, if you want us to give offerings to be able to help somebody go to a mission field, help us to do that. If you want us to pray for somebody to be healed, help us to do that. Whatever you're asking for, whatever you're calling, we will do it, Lord Jesus. We make ourselves available. We'll do what we can so you can do what we can't, and you will get glory. I pray you'd work these miracles, these wonders, and thank you for involving us in the process. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hey, thanks Simplify listeners. Be sure to click subscribe or share or click the bell button or the like button or the follow button or the thumbs up button or whatever button looks like a button and make sure you don't miss any episodes when they drop and nobody else has to miss any either. We can share them with everybody and they're free, free, free. So please share these with others. I'm looking forward to seeing several of you at General Conference in Orlando, Florida this week. I do pray that God's Blessings and protection, his hand will be upon all those who have been and are in the path of Hurricane Ian, and I am looking forward to seeing you there in Orlando, Florida for General Conference. If you are a Simplify listener, would you please come up to me and tell me, and I would love to meet you, and thank you in person for being a part of Simplify and this listening family. I am super simple to find. If you've never seen me before, just imagine, where's Waldo in real life? I look just like him. Some people say I look like Captain America, but they're wrong. So please come up and say hi. I look forward to meeting you. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion called Jesus Still Walks on Water. And you only get one guess for which miracle that one stems from. And you probably guessed it. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week. And always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.